everybody, welcome back to Contest Prep University. Joe Klimzeski, Adam Atkinson, episode three. We're going to talk about changing methodology in the five greatest mistakes you can you can you know mess up, so to speak, in in your prep training. And what I think, Adam, is a lot of people are coming off of that off season, and we've already established that you don't you don't even have to really change much about volume and so forth because body composition didn't change overnight just because you entered prep. Um, but a lot of people think that there is just some kind of special, like this is now how I train in prep. It's very different from off season. So one thing I'm going to throw out there right up front is that these variables don't change just because you're in prep. You still have to manipulate or respect volume, load, exertion, frequency, duration, all of those things. And because you're in a calorie deficit, because body fat's coming down, you you have to start thinking in that direction. You know, what what do I do with that? And so methodology, typically, especially old school, people may think, oh, well, this is now we're no longer doing stuff for strength. We're not doing power type movements, compound like this is where we isolate and worry about hypertrophy. We've got to do higher volume type work because it's in prep. And I think you would agree that, well, you still need to create enough stimulus from heavy work to maintain muscle and strength. You're almost you're almost fighting the loss of strength. So I'm going to throw a stake in the ground as a first point, although there will be some nuance to this, where you're still going to do a lot of the same things. You still want some strength work and some hypertrophy work. Like I'm not going to throw everything out and just completely blend up new programming just because it's prep. But how do you see it? Yeah, I always like to use this terminology with my clients that I treat my training a lot like I do my food. I have my staples that I'm always going to eat because they're they're big on hitting my macro targets. So we we are probably always going to have a squat, some kind of deadlift variation. This does depend on the person. Of course, I know I've got a few people that aren't deadlifting right now and they're going to be like, I heard you say this. Um, but we do have what I like to call the macro movements, the the big wins, you know, the protein, carbon, fat, the squat bench deadlift or um, some kind of press. So those always stay in. I never really take those out unless there's an injury um, hip thrust for women. It's a huge one. And you're usually going to see those in the same portion of your program, kind of in the beginning with a strength focus Um there will be some variances there. Then we we do what I like to call our micros, which are just some things to keep it interesting. Some things that you know you need for your body type, uh, but I only change it to keep it from being monotonous. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of similarities from one program to another. Um, so it may be a different glute movement, but it's about hip extension. Uh, it may be a different bicep movement, but it's about, you know, contraction of the, the peak of the bicep, uh, or, you know, a different lateral raise movement, a different angle, but it's still lateral raise at the end of the day. So we're just doing these to kind of spice things up and keep it from getting old. But there are a lot of similarities in the beginning, too. There's just exercises you'll never get away from. Yeah. And I would agree that there is nothing in prep when I'm doing training programming for my clients 
that you didn't already experience in an off season, but how you apply it becomes a little bit of, of the periodization model. So when do I want you doing heavy squats and deads or so forth? And when do I not? And, you know, I, I may have them included again, depending on the person and the body type and the goals and where they are with their particular division criteria. We may run stuff like that right up to the show, but still respecting that loss of strength and so forth, where it's like, man, we don't want to get hurt. So let's throw in an extra, you know, one or two reps in reserve. Like, you know, you wouldn't need to go to total max. So even if you're doing those heavy compounds, you can mitigate risk a little bit. Or maybe they're in a stretch of time where it's like, hey, we're done with that. Now we've got a month left and we're going to really just float in on hypertrophy work. It, it really does depend on the person, but I'm not just creating entirely new things. There's not a magical formula that this is what you do in prep. This is what you do in off season. Sometimes you're married to what the client was doing prior. Uh, I just had this. Um, I train a husband and wife and he does her programming. And he said, how about I keep her squats high rep all the time? And I said, you know, we, we probably have to now. We can maybe nudge down to, he was doing 15s to 20s. I said, we should maybe at most go down to eights, but probably not any heavier than that. I said, it's just a risky time period to do it. Yep, exactly. All right, guys, we got a couple more episodes left in this series. We're going to next hit... Uh, strength loss, which is going to happen near the end, probably, and then what to do in peak week. So we'll see you next time in Contest Prep University.